What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Big Blue Insider is on. News Radio 630 WLAP. Welcome to the Big Blue Insider. Dick Abrow with you on a Tuesday edition of our program. Coming up, we'll hear from... Two of my broadcast partners on UK football, Tom Leach, the voice of the Wildcats, also the voice of the Basketball Cats, and he'll be busy this summer talking about their calling basketball games when the Wildcats play up in Toronto. So we'll talk basketball with Tom. We'll talk a little horse racing as well. And Jeff Picoro of the UK Football Network, who is also the sports director at WTVQ here in Lexington, coming back. He's back now from Baton Rouge. So we will get him to talk a little bit of baseball as he saw it. And also we'll find about find out about his culinary exploits. When, when we go on the road for uh, UK football, Jeff and I have had some adventures at different restaurants on the road. Sometimes um, his eyes are a little bigger than his tummy or vice versa. Uh, sometimes he just orders a, a big meal and then has trouble knocking it off. But it looks good when it comes out from the kitchen. So we'll find out what, what Jeff was up to. We're also going to talk with Chris Chenault. And Chris is one of the best linebackers who ever played at Kentucky, he is number two on the all-time tackles list. And a few weeks ago, Freddie Maggard was on our show. He and Chris were teammates. In fact, he talked about how Chris made him feel welcome, even though he was uh, Chris was a veteran on the team when, when Freddie was uh, a raw rookie coming out of the mountains. But he thinks so highly of him, and he is right when Freddie says Chris belongs in the U.K., Athletic Hall of Fame. And I know from all the time I spent with the Kentucky Sports Hall of Fame that uh, there are a lot of people who belong in the statewide hall and the UK hall. But, you know, when you get a late start on that kind of thing, it's hard to get caught up. But Chris definitely belongs. So uh, I'm banging the drum as well as Freddie. And we'll hear from Chris coming up a little bit later on in our show. Congrats to the Denver Nuggets. And good for another ABA team. They join the San Antonio Spurs, one of the two of the four teams that came out of the ABA. And now those two teams have won NBA titles. It's been 47 years since the Nuggets won the ABA title. And in fact, they, um, or actually they played, uh, Dr. J and the Nets for the ABA title. It was the last year in existence of, uh, the ABA. And now the Nuggets have finally won it. Jamal Murray is a hero. People loved his post game interview on, uh, on the ESPN. And they loved Nicole Jokic, the MVP saying, well, the parade's Thursday? No, I want to go home to Serbia. I got to feed my horses. But uh, I want you to hear the radio and TV calls of the last few seconds. The first is the call on ESPN, Mike Breen, a Hall of Famer himself, calling the last few seconds. And uh, it's it's what you thought it would be from a guy. He's a real pro. He had to play it down the middle. This is what it sounded like last night, courtesy of ESPN. It's over. Champions. 
That was a good call. That was a professional call, a non-biased call, of course, because Breen's got to play it down the middle. He's doing the national TV broadcast, uh, and he did a nice job. That was, that was a good, clean call. And, yeah, the Nuggets, 47 years later, former ABA team joining the San Antonio Spurs as a former ABA team to win an NBA title. In case you're wondering, here's what the local radio call sounded like. Quite a bit different, as you might expect, from the national call. Eight seconds left to go. Casey's across the timeline, and he'll dribble him out. The 47-year wait is over. The Denver Nuggets stand on top of the NBA world. They are champions. And Nuggets fans from sea to shining sea can rest or die in peace. Oh my God. I can't believe they did it. Pause for two seconds. Take your headsets off and just listen to this crowd. Wow. That was Jason Kuzmicki. Uh, that comes to us courtesy of Altitude Sports Radio. And the color guy who said, I can't believe they did it, Scott Hastings, the analyst who played for like five different NBA teams. And the last team he played for was the Nuggets and I guess worked his way into local media and now is a color analyst on the basketball networks. He'll get a ring as well. And if that name sounds familiar, Scott Hastings was a post player for uh, Arkansas. So you and I got to see him play against Kentucky. Uh, I'm not real crazy about that rest in peace, die in peace, whatever line, but you can certainly understand why those guys were a lot more emotional. You would expect that from the home team broadcasters, and it has been a long wait for the Nuggets, and they had to wait through the Jamal Murray injury. We're going to hear more from Jamal and about Jamal coming up in our next segment, speaking of former Wildcats, Tyler Hero was cleared to play last night for the first time since he broke his right hand back on April 16th against the Bucks in the first round of the playoffs, but they never put him in. Eric Spolstra never put him in, and Spolstra later said it was a tough decision to sit him, and he said, I'll probably have to wrestle with that all summer, but... He said, I've never been in an experience like this. So he wasn't even certain of how to handle it. But he said the physicality of the finals, the way they play, he said, maybe I should have. But he said, it's the hardest played, most physical competition you can have. Be a tough thing for a guy who's been out two months, hasn't had any ramp up to play. But he said, that won't save me from thinking about that for the next few weeks. Speaking of thinking about, and they'll think about this for the rest of their natural lives, you got to feel bad, in a way, for the University of Texas players who stood there in the outfield, both the two outfielders and two infielders who went out with the game-winning run on base against Stanford and let the ball drop. It was a pop-up that fell in the middle of among four players and the winning run scampers home. And now Stanford goes to the college world series, not Texas. Oh man, what a way to lose a game. Good ball game too, back and forth. And it was a cruel way to lose a ball game. 
Should have ended the ninth inning. Should have gone to extras, tied at six. But instead, it becomes a walk-off, base hit, RBI single, and Stanford goes on to the College World Series. And by the way, Tennessee makes it. Ugh, I, I just didn't see that happening this year. But Tennessee beats Southern Miss, good team, at Hattiesburg and gets to Omaha. Now, it's not going to be easy, of course. Tennessee draws LSU. In game four, first game, Oral Roberts against TCU. Virginia plays Florida. That might be the best game. Florida really playing well. Virginia might be the best team, although some believe it's Wake Forest. Wake Forest plays Stanford. And then Tennessee LSU. But yeah, Stanford gets there, and the Longhorns have to think about that play literally for the rest of their lives. Oh, man, I cannot imagine. Uh, one more commitment for Rick Patino. Nothing lately for Calipari, but Patino gets Simeon Wiltshire, former North Carolina Tar Heel, committed back in October of 21. He signed, and then they recruited over him, so he has to be released. He's a New Jersey native. So he's staying close to home, and he's going to play for Patino in New York. Patino building that roster. Next up, Jamal Murray, and then Tom Leach, the voice of the Cats, here on 630 WLAP. It began with a desire for information. I love you, man. And a lust for conversation. I just can't get enough of it. And it's been a match made right here. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hey guys, game's on! Whether you're cheering on the Wildcats from the stands or from your den... Go Cats! Dude, you spilled the nachos. Kentucky Utilities is there with you, delivering safe and reliable energy you can count on. But power isn't the only thing we provide. With KU, you can take advantage of convenient, time-saving services like our online outage map, paperless billing, and auto pay. So while the Cats' energies go to serving up wins... At KU, our energies go to serving you. A lot has changed in our 35 years at the boot store, but what hasn't changed is our commitment to having a huge selection of quality name brand boots, western wear, and accessories. And as always, we strive to give you the best fit possible at a fair competitive price. Whether you need boots for a day on the job or a night on the town, do your feet a favor and come and see us at the boot store. We're just a few minutes south of Fayette Mall on Nicholasville Road. Get your boots at the boot store. <laughs> the Livesey Group is a family-owned CPA firm conveniently located on Pasadena Drive near Nicholasville Road in Lexington. They can help with tax preparation for individuals, businesses, trusts and estates, small business accounting support, including full-service payroll and outsourced bookkeeping services. All the Livesey Group services include free initial consultation and quotes. Bob and Bobby Livesey are native Lexingtonians. They are big blue fans and ready to serve you. The Livesey Group, your one-stop shop for accounting needs. Call 296-1913 or visit LivesyGroup.com. This is Kentucky, where the only thing ordinary is the unexpected. I got everything you need. Horse country. Legendary distilleries. Rivers to paddle. Lakes to splash and relax. Big city vibes and small town charms. This is Kentucky. Come see for yourself. Plan your road trip at KentuckyTourism.com. I got everything you need. I had no idea buying a big screen meant everybody comes to my house for game night. And what do they bring? Chips. If it weren't for Boone's Butcher Shop, I'd be broke trying to feed them all. 
All right, let's see. Should I go for the pick five or get a meat bundle? Maybe one of Boone's freezer baskets. So many options. I'm going for the cookout special bundle. Now over to the deli for some cheese, grab some marinade. I love Boone's Butcher Shop. They've got it all. Boone's Butcher Shop. Top quality meats for less. 100 Old Bloomfield Pike, Bardstown. Online at boonesbutchershop.com. Hi, I'm Joel Osteen. I've learned that you'll never meet the right people unless you get rid of the wrong people. Life is too short to hang around people that are pulling you down, draining your energy, keeping you from your best. I have a podcast where I talk about choosing the right people, having great relationships, so you can become all you were created to be. It's inspiring and encouraging. I think you'll enjoy it. Listen to the Joel Osteen podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the home of the Wildcats. 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider. 457-4471. Join us on 859-457-4471. Tweet us at Big Blue Insider 1 or email us BigBlueInsider1 at gmail.com. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, the voice of the Wildcats, Tom Leach, a little bit later on. Christian All, former UK linebacker, and Jeff Pecoro from the UK Sports Network. A little bit more about Jamal Murray, another Kentucky player to win an NBA championship ring. And this is a guy who, of course, has come all the way back from a terrible knee surgery, blew the ACL, and missed really the better part of two seasons. Uh, it just... It's amazing how well he has played. And ACL surgery, it's all about the rehab and the work that you got to put in. I had a doctor, a friend of mine, tell me that the surgery itself, unless the uh, the, the ligament is, is shredded to the point where they got to go into, into a cadaver and put in another one, but repairing the ligament is one thing. He said it's the rehab that is the key. And, of course, when you're talking about a pro athlete, man, that's a lot of work to not just get yourself back in shape, but get yourself back in NBA shape, playing all those games, all those practices. And, yeah, they don't practice as hard as they do in college, but there is the wear and tear. And this goes back to April of 2021. He had missed four straight games with knee soreness. And then in the closing minute of the game, he drives to the basket, falls to the ground after a layup attempt, and grabs his left knee. That's when he blew it. That's when he blew uh, his ACL, 50 seconds left in the game against Golden State. And the long process began. Blew the ACL in his left knee. So, of course, sidelined indefinitely. Eight days later, surgical reconstruction in California. And Michael Malone told the media, he said, it's a clean tear. Uh, Jamal, I remember seeing the video, or the uh, photo, rather, on Twitter, of Jamal Murray laying in the hospital bed with his leg all bound up and a brace on it. And uh, it was going to be a while before he came back. Denver lost that year in the playoffs. Game four to Phoenix in the Western Conference semifinals. Six months later, in October, he posted video of himself dunking off two feet. So fans got excited and... It was a little premature. He didn't play that year. And in fact, uh, the Nuggets said in April of 2022, said he's not going to play in the regular season finale, in the playoffs. And they said it was up to him, really, 
but he came back the following year. He explained that he just wasn't ready. And the Warriors beat the Nuggets in Game 5, knocked them out of the playoffs in the first round. So he missed all 82 regular season games, five postseason games, coming back. And that fall, October 3rd, 2022, came back against Oklahoma City, 10 points in 15 minutes, and he tweeted 539 days later, it's about that time. So then, that was an uh, exhibition game, a preseason game. Plays the first regular season game later in October. And you knew he was back completely when in February they blow out the Hawks. He scored 41 points, which marked his third straight game of 30 points or more. And that tied for the longest streak of his career. And Michael Malone said an aggressive Jamal, a confident Jamal, is a scary Jamal. And they just kept right on rolling into the playoffs, through the playoffs. Now this year, 20 points a game, six assists, four rebounds, over 65 games. And he has just been phenomenal in the playoffs and became the first guy in playoff history with at least 10 assists in each of the first four games of the final round. And so he, as much as anybody, and yeah, Jokic belonged at the very top, but he and Nikola Jokic became the first pair of teammates to have triple doubles in the finals. Jokic had 32, 21, and 10. Murray had 34, 10, and 10 in game four, or rather in game three. And they went on to close it out, as you know, last night. He had 12 assists in game four. So Jamal Murray took his spot at the anchor desk with NBA TV. And it was Brendan Haywood who asked him about the fact that he's not just a scorer. When you look at the assist numbers and his defense, that's right. He's a good defender now. You didn't see it much at Kentucky because you didn't need it as much as you needed offense from Murray. And, of course, at Kentucky, what is he, 18 years old, just learning, first and only year of college basketball. He's a man now. And he has a complete game. So Brendan Haywood on the anchor desk asked him about all the elements of his game coming together. Speaking of unselfish, I look at your game and how unselfish that you've been as far as um, your playmaking and developing. We've always known you could score since Kentucky, but I've seen you grow so much in the pick and roll, especially in key moments. Talk about that and how you see the game differently than when you first came in this league in those playoff games that you were talking about. Uh, I think it's just slowing the game down <clears throat> um, and not, not forcing it. You know, I know I can, I know I can go one on one on a lot of guys. Um, but if Joker's the better matchup, throw it to him. Right. And if I'm getting double in the pick and roll, you know, throw to the open man. Um, just being aggressive, even in my drives, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to score. I can just put pressure on the defense and everything's going to open up. So I think just finding different ways to impact the game when my shot's not dropping. And um, playing defense, just, I know I'm not going to be perfect, but if I bring that same energy every night, it's going to be tough to stop us. They're already, of course, the team to beat next year. And by the way, speaking of Brendan Haywood, talk about unselfish. Here's a guy who was not a superstar 
in the NBA, but he was seven feet tall, went about 270. His nickname was Baby Huey, played in more than 800 games, and he averaged seven points, six rebounds, but he played in parts of 14 seasons with four different teams, primarily with the Wizards, played three years with Dallas, played uh, just about, well, not quite a full season with Charlotte and was briefly with Cleveland. He, he sat out one year, 13-14 with a stress fracture, came back, couldn't play that much for Cleveland, retired, got into broadcasting, he's really good. But Brendan Haywood, like I said, is a guy who knew how to be a good teammate, knew how to prepare his body. And again, when you're seven feet tall, you're going to get a lot of love and get a lot of opportunities to play. But there are a lot of guys who are seven feet tall and didn't last, and he did. But he knew how to be a professional. And so when you look at Jamal Murray, that's his game now. He's a pro. And you think about it, Dakari Johnson leaves Kentucky too soon. Everybody else was leaving from that 2015 team. So his family shopped around, found an agent who told them what they wanted to hear. And he got a cup of coffee and, you know, he went on and played pro ball overseas. But think about that 2016 team with Tyler Eulis and Jamal Murray in the backcourt. What if they've got Dakari Johnson? Man. But he still, Murray had a great career at Kentucky. And I remember being in Brooklyn the day he went, I think he went for 33 against Ohio State, 13 of 23 from the floor, 7 of 9 from beyond, from downtown, three-pointers. You know what? He never got to the free-throw line in that game. Can you imagine? 33 points, no free-throw attempts. Wildcats lost that one, 74 to 67. Tyler Ewis played 39 minutes at 11 points, four assists. And uh, Marcus Lee played 30 minutes that day, 12 points, nine rebounds, fouled out. A good Kentucky team, but a big man shy of being great. Scalabissier was on that team that day. One for seven, five rebounds, two points. But they went as far as Jamal Murray could take them. He went off to the NBA. And he's been with the Nuggets ever since, and now he's an NBA champion with a former ABA team. Tom Leach is next here on the Big Blue Insider, 630 WLAP. Have you been dreaming of upgrading your home environment? Maybe a larger TV? A sound system so real you feel you're at the game? Music that plays throughout every room in your house, including the patio? Lighting you control with the touch of a button? This is Barney Miller, and our team of technology experts customizes technology solutions for Kentucky homeowners. Stop by our showroom downtown or visit BarneyMillers.com for more inspiration. At Barney Miller's, if you can dream it, we can design it. There's only one thing better than being a kid, being a healthy kid. So give them the best shot at it with no-cost health insurance from KCHIP, now available through Connect. Nothing could be simpler. All you need to do is visit connect.ky.gov forward slash KCHIP and see what benefits you and your kids qualify for. Every kid should have health insurance. And now... 
every kid can. Shamrock Bar and Grill on Heartland Parkway has always been your home for good food, great times, cold beer, and the biggest games on TV. But did you know you can bring that world-famous Shamrock atmosphere to your home? Shamrock's is now delivering food, growlers, and six-packs to your door. Find our full menu at shamrocksky.com or call their Heartland Parkway location at 245-9504. Call them up tonight for delivery. You can also have Shamrock's food delivered by Uber Eats. Keeping a close eye on a weakening cold front, which could spark showers and storms on your Wednesday. How are you, friends? I hope you and the family are safe and well. In addition to tracking those showers and storms, I'm tracking a wild wind for Wednesday. Some wind gusts up to 30 miles per hour. For tonight, partly cloudy and breezy, overnight lows in the upper 50s. For your Wednesday, a mix of sun and clouds, breezy with isolated showers and storms. Daytime highs around 80. In the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jason Lindsay. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the Bank of the Bluegrass and Trust Studios. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. At Absolute Services, we think a 30-second commercial about drain clearing is sort of a waste of time. Because 30 seconds isn't enough time to explain how a super cheap drain clearing special probably won't solve your actual problem. And how much technology we now use to keep a sewer disaster from stinking up your basement. So you might as well just roll the jingle. We take care of your home, absolutely. Absoluteservices.net Of course... This is a 60-second commercial for Absolute Services. And in 60 seconds, we can tell you how our multi-step drain clearing and inspection process can get to the bottom of your drain problem once and for all. We deploy a remote camera to map and assess your entire drain line, and depending on the problem, reline your pipe from the inside without having to dig up your whole front yard. How does that sound, Jingle Singers? We take care of your home, absolutely. AbsoluteServices.net For over 30 years, Northside Family RV has been Kentucky's number one RV dealer. We stock over 300 new and used RVs. Come see America's top brands like Tiffin, Jayco, Keystone, Forest River, Grand Design, and Winnebago. Don't miss out on our model year closeout sale going on now. Come in now and save thousands. Located at the corner of North Broadway and New Circle Road in Lexington, call us at 859-299-8386 or visit online at northsiderv's.com. Go Cats! You're listening to Big Blue Insider with Dick Gabriel on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider 457-4471. Join us on 859-457-4471. Tweet us at Big Blue Insider 1 or email us Big Blue Insider 1 at gmail.com. Joining us now on our celebrity hotline is the voice of the Wildcats. You hear him on his very radio station every morning in the Leach Report, Tom Leach. Uh, Tom, basketball season is almost on top of us, and very few people can say that in the college game. But you and Jack Givens have a trip to Toronto coming up, don't you? Yes, we do. Uh, July, it's the, it's the same week as the Barbasol Championship here. Oh, wow. It's like the... The 12th through the 16th, I think the, the Barbazol starts on Thursday. These games start on Wednesday up in, in Toronto, which anybody who hadn't been is a great city. Um, and so I'm looking forward to uh, the, the trip to Toronto and, uh, more importantly, to the games uh, just to see 
what it looks like with such a young team. Yeah, and you have been in Toronto. You worked the Breeders' Cup up there, did you not, at Woodbine? I did. I've uh, been there twice. I worked uh, the year Cigar got beat. It was 96, I believe. Um, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> remember his name, Rick's Natural Star? I don't remember that one. Horse that, uh, you know, had uh, these days would no, not even be allowed to be entered. But uh, anyway, that was a big controversy then, and he ran in the classic, and it, uh, he had no no business doing that. But anyway, that was the big one of the big storylines along with Cigar that year. Well, and thankfully, they have uh, remedied or at least tried to remedy things like that. We'll double back to horse racing in a minute. But uh, Kentucky now has one more player in the fold. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm being overly optimistic, but how do you feel about the possibility – of John Calipari adding another one or two players before Toronto. Well, it looks like that they're you know, watching the coverage uh, and reading the coverage of the people that cover that world, um, that it looks like they'll get uh, maybe a couple of more freshmen added to the list. And uh, I guess Reeves is still a possibility. Um, so, you know, that's, it's going to be a, a very – young team and it, that against why I'm eager to see these games. And, um, I was having this conversation with, uh, Anthony white and Van Hiles after we were, uh, breaking down the equipment on the Sunday morning show. And I said, I'm more optimistic than most. And, you know, you want to say that's because I'm, you know, doing the games fine. It's just the, and the two reasons why are the two things of, I think Cal's best teams had uh, a great point guard, could score and I don't really think they've had that since 17 in Fox and they had great shot blocking and if you look at the the records in recent years and you look at the, the all the different stats the one that has the most direct correlation to that success just from a number standpoint is block shots everything else kind of comes and goes you know, for three point shooting, for free throw shooting, and it's up a little bit or down a little bit or whatever from year to year. But there's just been a steady decline in the block shots. And, you know, now they've got the personnel that should block a ton of shots, mm-hmm. which they'll need to if they're that young. They're going to have a lot of defensive breakdowns. Yeah. But, um, you know, that, that that's one thing if you acknowledge that. But so how do you address that? Well, you find a way to block shots and they should be able to do that one of his best shot blocking teams and i don't know i can't back this up statistically i'm just going on uh you know memory was his first team because he had demarcus cousins he had uh patrick patterson was a terrific shot blocker and because he wasn't mired in the low post he could come from off the ball and block shots you could sub in daniel orton he could he could guard the rim but then when you had two speed merchants like John Wall and Eric Bledsoe on the perimeter, and as you know, Calipari does not coach his team to shoot gaps a lot and try for steals, but because of those guys back there, Wall and Bledsoe, with just the insane quickness, could gamble a bit more and, and make more steals. And my point being that with these young guys, you're right, they'll, they'll get beaten on defense and, and someone's going to have to clean that up. But on the other hand... As they're learning to play defense, they can take chances a little bit more, can't they, on the perimeter? Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. And yeah, I think probably fifteen had the most block shots. That was just oh you know, yeah, other other worldly defensive team. But you know, uh, and, and or twelve, you know, with Davis. Yeah, 
but you know those were the three and uh, i have to look up the stats to see what order one that uh, i was actually having this conversation with uh one of the guests this morning on my show was about the 11 team that the four man was terrence jones who had the most blocked shots oh, yeah and you know branch if Bradshaw ends up playing the four he can still block a bunch of shots yeah well and as you talked this morning with uh, doug hampton on your show uh, and uh, he's coming up on mine here in the near future. Uh, changing the block charge rule, that's going to help a young team, isn't it? And yeah, that's a, that's a good point, yes, because Cal has talked about doing more of the dribble drive offense, that he's, he's got a group of guys that uh, are, are at their best attacking the rim. So even if it's just a small edge to the offense when you attack the rim, uh, that helps. Talking to Tom Leach, the voice of the Wildcats, he and Jack Givens will be behind the mics up in Toronto when the Wildcats play in the Global Jam. Tom, it's conceivable that they might not win a game up there, which is not that big. The Big Blue Nation will lose its collective mind in some corners, <laughs> but I think that the people who are a little more reasonable will realize that these are really more than live scrimmages, but they're basically lab sessions, aren't they, for a young team? I think Baylor went one and three last. I think year you're right in uh, those games, and that was a Baylor team that I believe ended up being a three seed. Yeah, in the NCAA tournament. So you know that's tells you you know those those are the only numbers you need to know to know that it's not going to be like last summer in the Bahamas or uh, you know uh, the games in uh, the 15 team played down in the Bahamas in July of yeah. 2014. You know, they lost one of those games That's right. for a while. It looked yeah. like that was going to be the only game that team lost. Yeah, yeah. Um, to fr- a French team that averaged like 28 years old? No, it was actually the Dominican Republic team oh, coached okay. by Orlando. And oh, Kittle. that's right. <laughs> but the French team had uh, the guy from West Virginia that was on the team that beat Kentucky in 2010, Butler, oh, Deshaun yeah. Butler, I yeah. believe, and a couple other good players. So they, you know, they got, uh, you know, uh, really uh, good teams to come in and test that team and uh, you know a, a lot of times you know look a lot of a lot of things are are open book tests i like to say yeah, i mean yeah. it, it's there for you to see and you know they look at who they chose to test themselves with for that team and in some of the other years and so the other years were some good teams that weren't anywhere close to the level of that team and you see who they chose to have them tested by in those summer games that maybe gave you a little insight. So, you know, maybe that gives us this is a tougher test. Maybe that suggests that, uh, you know, how, how high Cal is on these guys. We'll see. Or maybe it was just an opportunity and they needed games. And this, you know, the thing is they couldn't play anywhere else other than something. I don't know why this is exempted, some kind of charity angle, I think. But uh, normally you can only play every four years, so they couldn't play anywhere else after last summer um this normally wouldn't be a year they'd be able to have an international trip but this worked out because of whatever reason it, it did so you know maybe that's you know it's, it, they didn't really necessarily choose to be tested to the level they will be it's just you know it was an opportunity to get games in and even if you lose them it'll be helpful hopefully they won't lose them we're waiting on antonio reeves we're all in the dark i don't know if calipari's in the dark but to use a horse racing term, how much would Kentucky move up if Antonio Reeves comes back? Well, it, uh, I saw the thing CBS had them outside of their top 25 and one thing today for, you know, 
always say for what that's worth, but it's just a talking point in the summer when there's not a lot else to talk about. Uh, they go back in, I think, if they would, uh, you know, add that more experienced piece to the puzzle. Um, so, um, you know, he uh, and Antonio is, you know, still his strength is on the offensive end, but that's great. I mean, he is yeah. really good offensively. Um, you know, again, that kind of circles me back to they, they need to be able to block shots because they're going to, can be a, the defense will be a work in, in progress being that young. It's just natural. And having, you know, the, you know, the returnees, you know, a do, uh, I think potentially can be a very good defensive player. And maybe it'll happen this season. Um, Antonio's, you know, is that the, the years that he has under his belt, I don't think he's suddenly become a great defender. He got better as the year went on. That's okay. Yeah. Cause he, the net positive was really good. It was good. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. If you get more than you give up, that's okay. <laughs> yep. No, I agree. And uh, again, as, as I kept pointing out, he was not expected to be an elite shutdown defender at Illinois no. State. In fact, they didn't want him taking many chances on defense, but they could yeah. afford to have him take chances at Kentucky. And then there were times they needed him to do so. And yeah, he got better. There's no question. We're talking to Tom Leach. He's the voice of the Wildcats. He and Jack Givens will be on the call when the Wildcats play up in Toronto at the Global Jam event. Uh, is there anything in particular you're looking forward to seeing the most? Uh, for me, I want to see DJ Wagner. I've heard so much about him. I've seen video clips, but I want to see him in the flesh. Yeah, I think that that would be right up at the top of my list too, because um, I have to think with his you know background coming from all the people in his family that are really good basketball players, that he has to be a high basketball IQ guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I've seen enough of Reed Shepard to to know that being here in Kentucky, and again, you know, looking, you know, at who his mom and dad are, you know, he's gonna he's gonna know how to to play beyond just being, you know, uh, you know, athletic and uh, skilled. And uh, I think the same thing for for DJ, he's gonna know, and and maybe same for other guys. It seemed like you know, Edwards seems like a, a guy that, from what I read, has uh, those kinds of qualities. I like a couple of things about this group. Uh, most most of them fit into this category. They um, the, the four guys, in fact, at the McDonald's game. I remember talking to Paul B. and Cardi about this on my show. They stayed with their high schools all the way through, um, and you know, doesn't mean that you have to do that, but um, I, I just kind of like that and led them to you yeah. know uh, very successful years. And when they were at that McDonald's game, B. and Cardi uh, talked about how. Um, uh, competitive they were and how they were, you know, playing to, to that will to win, which you don't typically see at those kind of all-star games. So I thought that was a, a noteworthy observation from a guy who knows what he's looking at. Talking to Tom Leach, you can hear him on the Leach Report every morning. Back with Tom in just a minute on the Big Blue Insider, 630 WLAP. An extremely busy week. Keeping up. Really, really hard. Is hard. Day-to-day things. We make it. Easy. Easy. The issues every single day. Check in two, three, four times today. Our cities. Our country. Our world. News Radio 630 WLAP. 
This September, our iHeartRadio Music Festival is coming back to Las Vegas. September 22nd and 23rd at T-Mobile Arena. Streaming live only on Hulu. Tickets go on sale Friday, June 16th at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. But starting tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern, Capital One cardholders can score tickets and other awesome experiences before anyone else for 48 hours only or while pre-sale tickets last. Visit iHeartRadio.com slash Capital One for more pre-sale details. What's in your wallet? Why do you change your car's air filter? Because when it's clogged, it doesn't work. The same is true of your nose, the body's air filter. It's great at trapping allergens, dust, and viruses, but unless you clean it regularly, they can stay trapped, making you miserable. I'm Martin Hoke, inventor of Navage, the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navage pulls saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out the other nostril, helping to flush out allergens, mucus, and germs. Here's a testimonial from a verified purchaser and a big Navage fan. Quote, I've been suffering for 30 years with chronic sinus infections and allergies. I stumbled across Navage. The suction is amazing. It cleared my sinus cavities better than anything I've tried before. Unquote. Navage has over 120,000 reviews with a 4.6 star average written by people who use Navage to breathe better, snore less, and feel healthier. Wash your body's air filter with Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, and Target. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E, clean nose, healthy life. The same great food you're accustomed to can now arrive at your door. The Cellar Bar and Grill on Lansdowne Drive in the Signature Club is open for delivery and Uber Eats. Check out our full menu online at CellarGrill.com. That's CellarGrill with an E dot com. You can also follow the Cellar on social media or call us at 317-8301. From the Cellar Bar and Grill to your door tonight, call 317-8301 now for the Cellar Bar and Grill delivery. I had no idea buying a big screen meant everybody comes to my house for game night. And what do they bring? Chips. If it weren't for Boone's Butcher Shop, I'd be broke trying to feed them all. All right, let's see. Should I go for the pick five or get a meat bundle? Maybe one of Boone's freezer baskets. So many options. I'm going for the cookout special bundle. Now over to the deli for some cheese, grab some marinade. I love Boone's Butcher Shop. They've got it all. Boone's Butcher Shop. Top quality meats for less. 100 Old Bloomfield Pike, Bardstown. Online at boonesbutchershop.com. A lot has changed in our 35 years at the boot store. But what hasn't changed is our commitment to having a huge selection of quality name brand boots, western wear, and accessories. And as always, we strive to give you the best fit possible at a fair competitive price. Whether you need boots for a day on the job or a night on the town, do your feet a favor and come and see us at the boot store. We're just a few minutes south of Fayette Mall on Nicholasville Road. Get your boots at the boot store. <laughs> this is the home of the Wildcats. 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider. Tom Leach is my guest, the voice of the Wildcats. And I don't know if you had a chance to stay up late much last night and watch the championship NBA game, but an ABA team. I'll always think of these teams as ABA teams. Wins another one. And it's only been San Antonio. And now the Nuggets have won a title. And I know you had to feel good for Jamal Murray, especially coming back from a terrible injury. And then not only played well, but played incredibly well on the way to a title. Yeah, he did. Um, I loved, uh, you know, watching both of those teams uh, play throughout the, the finals. I, I get into the the deeper they get into the playoffs this time of year, more into it than I do during the season. Sure, yeah. I'm so engrossed in, uh, in the cats, but um, yeah. And you know, Jamal and Tyler Eulis, what a backcourt that was. And you know, if, 
if Dakari Johnson had just stayed one more oh. year, that's just oh. what that team needed. Yeah. And then Scal, you know, slides up and plays at the high post and, uh, you know, uh, but that didn't happen. And still those two guys carry that team yeah. a long way. And, uh, you know, Jamal with the bow and arrow, just the incredible, you know, displays of shooting and, you know, a guy that, you know, Cal let have a lot more freedom with the, some of the shots that he took um, because, uh, you know, and, and his thing's like, okay, you can take that shot, but you better make it, yeah. you know, often enough. And he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> uh, but man, when he, you know, and, and um, the guy from Indiana, uh, OG, I can't remember his last name. I know what you're pretty, talking about. Yeah. Um, but he was the guy that finally shut down Jamal. Nobody done it maybe all season. But then that kind of foreshadowed uh, a long NBA career for him with that particular skill. Yeah. And, you know, he was a guy that was taller at great length. It was taller than Jamal and had enough speed to stay with it. Um, and, again, Jamal's a freshman at, at that point, and uh, OG was uh, older. Um, but uh, what a uh, what a year that he had. And so, you know, it just seems to have you know, great attitude and you see how his teammates react to him and the you know, post-game celebrations and things last night that um so just very happy another kentucky got picked up a ring yeah. they're, they're gonna happen one way or the other because bam bam and tyler were gonna get them if miami had won. yeah and i'm happy for dan issel he's part of the extended yes. nuggets family people forget he played for the nuggets uh got embraced uh, there i think in game one yeah uh, yeah where they uh, recognized him yeah. and, because he uh, coached so, yeah. the team twice and he uh was the first coach of an eight seed that upset a one seed when they oh, beat Sean right. Kemp in Seattle. So, uh, but it's funny, I had Dan on the other day and we were talking about, about the Nuggets and his move to Denver and, and he's back living in Denver. Still does his show from, from his home in Denver, uh, the show in uh, Louisville. But, um, he said he and his wife and he said it was Sherry who was sitting on the couch yelling, they're shooting too many three pointers because, you know, with great pride, old ABA guys say they adopted the three pointer because of the ABA. But he thinks too many of those shots are being taken right now in the league. The only bright side there, Tom, is they swing the ball now. The extra pass has become really part of the NBA game where in the past it seemed like you needed that extra pass. You see it a little more in a, in a college game now. So I guess you got to take the bitter with a better. Yeah, I guess. Uh, there was one one play earlier in the playoffs uh it was a three on two fast break we all know that you know drill you did oh yeah uh growing up playing basketball and it's the guy in the middle is as he gets inside the three-point line you have two wide open uh <laughs> guys flaring out to the corner mm -hmm. and the guy blows by his man and gets to the rim and throws it to the corner yes <laughs> and that's i just I, when i watched that i like it just doesn't. It just doesn't feel no. right. And I don't know how you you change. I, I know the I know why they do it. And the, you know the analytics and all that. And uh, baseball has been able to fix some of his issues where, you know, the analytics guys have you know it swung too. The pendulum has swung too too far in that direction. And baseball's you know been able to fix it. You know you can't you know put the whole team on one side of second base right. anymore. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how basketball goes about fixing it. Maybe they. I don't know. At some point, do they eliminate that corner three, you know, and stop the three point line, you know, on the yeah. side somewhere further? I don't know. But, uh, it may, you know, it may have to get to that point because you're starting to see, I think Bob Costas recently was on an interview, just it's not as much 
uh, fun to to watch, at least uh, it's from my perspective, when it swings too far in that direction. Yeah. Maybe that's, you know, the ratings will tell us uh, over time uh, and, and the ticket sales if it's, uh, you know, in the right direction and they'll make the adjustment. And if that's what the majority wants, then that's what the majority will get couple minutes left with Tom Leach. I did want to ask you a little bit. I don't know that I've heard you uh, opine about the Triple Crown uh, and it, it's changes coming up again because they're going to renovate Belmont, as you know, next year, which means the 2025 Belmont might have to move to Saratoga. And those of us who love Saratoga are like, great, you know, uh, but every some people are already wringing their hands about that. Tom, I've done a 180 on the Triple Crown calendar for one simple reason. And this, of course, has been exacerbated by the equine fatalities. But my thought is if we want to do what's best for the horse, this is where the breed is now. Uh, that I just don't think that thoroughbreds today, and, you know, you can talk about why the breed is different now than it's been. It's To me, it's clearly because of medication. But some of it, too, is because they don't have to run as often as they used to because of the purse structure. But if we want what's best in terms of their health for the horses, I say move the races maybe the first weekend in May, then June, then July. It's still going to be the Triple Crown. Do you have any strong thoughts on that? Uh, probably not as strong as um, Randy Moss I had on my show recently, big advocate uh, yes. for doing that, has been for a long time. I've heard uh, Darren Rogers at the, the Derby on his show on Friday night uh, just as strong on the other side of it. Here's my thought is once I, I didn't want them to change it until somebody, some horse did it again. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to see somebody do that. And you could say, you know, well, you know, it was never going to, you know, it had never happened. Well, it finally did with American Pharaoh. Right. So at that point, it's like if they've shown the horse has shown, it could still be done. Okay. We'll check that box. Now let's, let's tweak it and, uh, and make it better. Uh, uh, and you know, I, I don't know if, you know, that, that's, uh, if it's a little convoluted thinking, so be it. Everybody, you know, thinks the way they want to think, <laughs> but yeah. I, I, my bottom line is I'd be fine with, with moving it now, uh, for two reasons. The one you said is, you know, right at the top of the list. The other is just as a sports fan, I'm selfish here, um, uh, that, um, uh, you know, when it, when you and I were, were coming up and, uh, you know, you had the baseball game of the week on Monday night, right. that was a big, big deal. Now everything's on. So baseball's become more regional than, than national. Um, so as a sports fan, I got nothing now uh, or very little now uh, after the NBA finals. Uh, I've got the U.S. Open this weekend golf and I got the British Open in a month. Uh, so spread out the, the triple crown, uh, keep the, the conversation going about it into July. Uh, I was really big, uh, proponent of, uh, when the NBA was talking about it post COVID of, you know, starting the season around Christmas and finishing yeah. in August. Yes. Great. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> give me, give me playoffs basketball through July. Yeah. John Calipari has lobbied to have, you know, games, uh, exhibition game in August. Amen. Yes. <laughs> Give me some, you know, I've got four of those games now in July. I've got something to pay attention to, but it's a one, one year thing. Every August, give me four before college football starts, you know, in early August, give me four college basketball games in a week uh, and spread it out over the month with different, you know, scheduling. But uh, so I can watch Kentucky and some of its rivals and 
that's compelling to me. Um, you know, Dela De Cruz has brought me back to the Reds, thankfully. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think the Reds are trying again. So i like, okay, I'll, I'll pay more attention again. I'm a longtime Reds fan, but I just kind of got fed up there with uh, when- as my attitude became, if they're gonna, if they're not gonna try, why should I watch? But <laughs> they, they're trying again. <laughs> yeah, and you know the cynic in me is like, yeah, they're gonna get a lot of prospects when they get rid of him. But uh, no, I'm but with not you. For, but for a few years, that's right. Let's we hope. Enjoy it. Let's yes. hope. Well, I can't wait till you're the czar of sports because I like all your ideas. So uh, for now, we will just listen to Tom Leach as he calls the games. The Wildcats will be in Toronto before long, and of course, you can hear him tomorrow morning on this very radio show at eight o'clock. On on the Leach Report. Thank you, sir. You are most welcome. Coming up in hour number two, former Kentucky linebacker Chris Chenault, unheralded, and he should not be, and Jeff Picoro of the UK Sports Network and Channel 36. Back in a minute on the Big Blue Insider, 630 WLAP. Insider is on. News Radio 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider. And joining us now in our celebrity hotline is a guy. I've been a fan of this man for a long, long time for a number of reasons. But I must confess, Christian Alt, former Kentucky linebacker, once a Wildcat, always a Wildcat. Uh, I don't. I can't remember the last time I interviewed you, young man. Now, I see you at the games all the time. Uh, how are you? I'm doing good. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Now, like I said, we've talked football in the parking lot late at night. But uh, why don't I start there? We'll kind of go backwards on this thing. Um, You worked hard as a Kentucky Wildcat. You won games. But in terms of where the program is now, Chris, with the facilities, with the crowds, uh, you're you're a heck of a tailgater yourself. And they've had some 10 win seasons. Uh, Kentucky, it seems like now, is getting a lot more respect in in an ever-toughening SEC. What do you think of where Stoops has the program right now? First of all, I love Coach Stoops. I think since uh, Coach Brooks got in here, and then you followed on with Joker Phillips and stuff like that, but Stoops, Stoops is the coach that I would would have picked out of those three to play for. Really? He's up in your, he's up in your face. He holds you accountable. I remember in high school, uh, Jake Bell, when we went to film, my main thing was not to get singled out by Coach Bell <laughs> and, and, and him uh, saying, who's that on film? And everybody saying, that's me, Coach. And he said, who's me? Uh, Chanel, Coach, that's how you answered. And uh, to me, going in the film and having a solid day in film was the best thing I could hope for because it means you, you messed up at the minimum. Yeah. Or you made a uh, or you made a mistake at full speed. Yeah. That's the only thing that get you out of there. Mistake at full speed and you instead up in making a play. Mechanics might not have been right, but uh, I took that all the way through. I had a great linebacker coach uh, uh, and Jake Bell, and then I went on to uh, UK, and I think uh, Coach Devlin uh, recruited Devlin, me. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. He recruited me and uh, talked to him. Felt real comfortable with him. Uh, then when I got over, uh, he had left. I think he went to the Houston uh, Oilers, I think, back then, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, as a defensive coordinator. And Coach Terry Strzok took over. Yeah. And, yeah, and got me into that. But as far as Coach Stoops and what he's done, I mean, the athletes, I hang around there. I see linemen with six-packs, and it blows my mind. <laughs> Yeah, the, the weight they carry isn't hanging over their belt, is it? 
it's a totally different uh, new athlete, and I don't believe you can compare errors because they do it in basketball time, but in football, that's a sport where better technique, uh, you get bigger, and, and now they're getting smaller, but they're more compact. Mm-hmm. You don't really see the big 300-pound people run. You see fit, large people. The best way I can describe it. Yeah, yeah. We're talking to Christian Alt, former UK linebacker, uh, who is second all time in the tackles number, and we're going to get back to that in just a minute as well. Uh, uh, the way teams play defense in general now, Chris. Uh, now you guys played the wide tackle six. How much different is that? Because to me, the wide tackle six really—you could have called it anything, couldn't you? I know there were different principles in that defense that that you had to adhere to. But uh, people called it an antiquated defense. It seemed to work for you guys. Well, I think the most uh, thing on that being in the SEC at that point in time in the area was everybody, it was like three or four clouds in the dust. Yeah. You know, uh, very seldom did you see people passing and the receivers being the uh, superstars that they are now. You had running backs, the Whirlies, the Eversmiths, and them to line up. I remember lining up against LSU, and I think it was a guard, Andersek, uh went on to play with Detroit Lions. But uh, I think he got killed in an accident years later. But he was a friend of mine based on what we did on the field. I mean, I'd beat him, and the next time, I'd get you, Chanel. And that's <laughs> how it went. And uh, I, I just thought overall back in that era, the way the wide tackle six was set up, it kept the uh, um, most of the uh, tackles off for of you. We had contact, but my main, main thing was because uh, I had several times to actually move to the outside. And he said, no, we need you to cover both sides. I thought it could be more a threat as a defensive end, but that wild tackle assist gave you such opportunity to, you know, not really engage the blocker too often. Yeah. You basically ran through the you read through the center to the guard to the fullback. At least that's what Jake Pell taught me and then always served me uh well because I could anticipate just by watching film and the stance of the lineman and the fullback where the play was. So I was a guesser a lot and I called out the signals, but when I went on that field and that wild tackle six, it gave me the uh Leeway to have my safety come up. We had great safeties back then. I think it started out with Calhoun when I first got there. Oh, yeah. And yeah, he, as far as his uh, awareness of what, what to do on the field and how he would just take off at certain any given time. You're talking about a coach giving a player a green light as a punter. <laughs> I mean, you have to be damn sure you're going to make that first down. And I think it just, it just had that confidence with Coach Claiborne that started as the first. But I see. Claiborne and Stoops. I mean, I've seen him, Coach Stoops say a couple words. You would probably die in shock as Coach Claiborne said it. But to me, that motivates me. It's a different time, different day. He's in tune with his players. Yep. He listens to him. He's aware of the social issues they face as a player. And he has the uh, faculties to to give them some type of comfort to where you're not sitting in your room by yourself, no one to talk to, no one to turn to. I mean, the way it's set up now, you've always had – academic health, but as far as the mental health, health, like that, that was not there unless you just went and talked to uh, your friends who were basically your base ground, or for me, it was my family since I'm from Lexington. Yeah, and, and you know, you, what, what can your friends tell you if you're struggling with something mentally? They're not equipped or trained to do that. Not that Stoops is, but at least, you know, you know, you're right. I think he does relate to his players well and gets that big picture. And, you know, he's been co- in the coaching business, as you know, 
for quite a while, but it, it does seem like he's not that far removed from the, the playing field as a player. You know what I mean? It's, it's basically when I see him interact with him, I mean, I see him run up and, and talk to his player, and, you know, they react to him, and then he goes right back to the next play. They'll come out and make a play. Yeah. I can't remember how many times I've seen that. And it didn't, when he walks past him, he don't even say anything. He pats him on the butt. Yeah. He's like, do your job and do your best. It's, it's like that Belichick thing. Just do your job, yeah. and we'll win. Yeah. And once you can believe in that and you get enough athlete, I mean, Back in my day, we had people, like you said, uh, bellies over the stomach, but you couldn't measure their heart. I mean, we would hang in there to the top of the fourth quarter. Oh, then yeah. when that fatigue fills in, you would slowly see us drift back. I remember never coming off the field and actually one time doing it. And the coach said, what are you doing? Coach, Todd, he said, get out there, I'll run more in practice. But when, you, <laughs> when you're limited on what type of athlete you want out there, that's that's how you get that many tackles. I mean, special teams, punt team, kick, I loved it all. My main thing was to get to the ball and cause uh, disruption when I get there. And uh, I love I love the backs today. They don't get as many as tackles, but it's not set up that way. They play one right. way and they go hard. Right. Well, and you bring up a great point too. And I, I you know, as you know, I've been around forever, and I've, I've I saw your teams play so hard, and I've seen so many games slip away in the fourth quarter. And people want to say, ah, they're out coached, they're this or that. It comes back to depth. When when the guys you're playing against, and again, this is this is big boy football in the SEC, as you well know. You know, what, like you said, when you've been gassed, you're gassed because you've gone hard the whole game, plus special teams, and the guy you're lining up against got a blow two or three times. You know, who's going to be better in the fourth quarter? And, and, and it comes down to those uh, mental mistakes you yeah. make with your car. Yeah, and is that half a you know seconds? Oh my God! They cut a running back if he goes from uh, 4.0 to 3.2 in one season, and then you're <laughs> over with. And, and, and the thing about it is, you have to be fresh. Yeah. And back then, it was three It was three yards in a uh, cloud of dust. Yeah. And you, you just didn't have the backups. You did the best you could. And back then, size was a a big factor. Ooh, yes, it was. You are part of a legacy of linebackers at UK, which is really startling when you go back and look at, at guys like Randy Holleran and Marty Moore, Lester Boyd, Kevin McClellan, Jeff Kramer, who's really underrated, the late John Grimsley, and, of course, Wesley Woodyard and Braxton Kelly from the same hometown. Uh, do you ever sit back and think about that? UK has produced for, for a program that has really struggled uh, to to really make its mark in the SEC, man, there have been so many great linebackers coming through Kentucky. And I think they recruit that. I mean, when I got there, I, I think we had uh, Cam Jacobs. Oh, man. Was there, uh, uh, you remember Larry Smith? His yeah. brother was yeah. defensive tackle. And I, I remember all those guys, especially when they played linebacker and they came out, when they played my same position, I just think it's, it, it, it's the way it's set up. Where offense have always been uh, subpar, and you know we had the couch area and, and stuff like that, Lorenzo. But uh, most of the time, the defense has been out on the field, and it, it's just that mindset. You put your uh, linebackers back there; they control the defense. Basically, your defensive quarterback, and uh, if you get one backer who has that desire to win, but if you get two. Oh my God! It's, it's, you can wreck havoc. I remember Randy Howler, me. I'm talking and saying, uh, "Chris, you got this guy." Carlo Dogstone was basically to rush. We had that leeway, but uh, 
Wild tackle six gave you that freedom. Your whole responsibility depending on their line set, line of uh, backfield setup. You could be free at any given time. Yeah. So you have to you have to basically read the defense. And just the way when, when people came in there and they would, all the linebacker coaches talk about, well, you got to be better than that and better than this. I looked at the linebackers. I never knew about tackling stuff. I just knew I loved to hit people. And that's the best <laughs> thing I could do. Christian Alt is my guest. We'll come back and talk more Kentucky football with a former linebacker here on the Big Blue Insider 630 WLAP. Attention fleet owners. Your vehicles are a traveling advertisement for your business. Keeping them clean and presentable speaks volumes about your business. With winter on its way, protect your investment with Hydrosphere Services, the only call you need to make to keep your fleet looking top-notch. With Hydrosphere, you're getting the best-in-class power washing service with the best-in-class commercial-grade equipment. Visit HydrosphereServices.com and fill out our online service form or call 219-2200. That's 219-2200. A lot has changed in our 35 years at the boot store, but what hasn't changed is our commitment to having a huge selection of quality name brand boots, western wear, and accessories. And as always, we strive to give you the best fit possible at a fair competitive price. Whether you need boots for a day on the job or a night on the town, do your feet a favor and come and see us at the boot store. We're just a few minutes south of Fayette Mall on Nicholasville Road. Get your boots at the boot store. bugs in your house? Call IPM. We specialize in keeping your home safe. IPM Pest and Termite has a 5.0 on Google reviews, an Angie's List Super Service Award for the past seven years, and a member of the BBB. This is Matt Schaefer with IPM Pest and Termite. Mention this ad and receive a discount on your pest maintenance service. You can always find out more by going to myipm.com. Call us at 271-8852. The Livesey Group is a family-owned CPA firm conveniently located on Pasadena Drive near Nicholasville Road in Lexington. They can help with tax preparation for individuals, businesses, trusts and estates, small business accounting support, including full-service payroll and outsourced bookkeeping services. All the Livesey Group services include free initial consultation and quotes. Bob and Bobby Livesey are native Lexingtonians. They are big blue fans and ready to serve you. The Livesey Group, your one-stop shop for accounting needs. Call 296-1913 or visit Livesey group.com. Hey guys, game's on! Whether you're cheering on the Wildcats from the stands or from your den... Go Cats! Dude, you spilled the nachos. Kentucky Utilities is there with you, delivering safe and reliable energy you can count on. But power isn't the only thing we provide. With KU, you can take advantage of convenient time-saving services, like our online outage map, paperless billing, and auto pay. So while the Cats' energies go to serving up wins... At KU, our energies go to serving you. Hi, I'm Joel Osteen. I've learned that you'll never meet the right people unless you get rid of the wrong people. Life is too short to hang around people that are pulling you down, draining your energy, keeping you from your best. I have a podcast where I talk about choosing the right people, having great relationships, so you can become all you were created to be. It's inspiring and encouraging. I think you'll enjoy it. Listen to the Joel Osteen podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider. We're talking with Christian Alt, Kentucky linebacker, who is number two all time on the tackles list. And your man, Freddie Maggard, wrote a really touching tribute to you uh, on the On3 website not too long ago. 
Did you read that? And and what was your reaction to all that? I'm sure you heard about it. Freddie's been in my corner since uh, I've left, and I met him when he first came in there. Uh, he tells the story all the time about my dog, 45, who was a legend, a Rottweiler. But uh, <laughs> Freddie had that swagger that when he first got there. I, I remember him. Uh, I, I think we was in Lenhurst Apartments and stuff. And, it, of course, back then you didn't have social media. So when you heard about an athlete, especially in football, you had to be great. I'm talking about like the Mark Higgs running. Right. Who's this kid at Orangeburg? Stuff like that. That's how stuff got around. And uh, Fred, Freddie... The way he respects the old ways and how football used to be. I remember going in there and, you know, the freshmen having to wear oh, summer uh, winter hats during the summer or get their head shaved. It was that you still had that uh, family or that fraternity type uh, atmosphere. atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. The ambience around that was fine. Everybody stayed in uh, K-1. I mean, uh, I remember uh, one fraternity made a mistake of throwing snowballs at some of our walk-ons. Of course, me being a, a hellcat that I was back then, they came straight to me. So we went downstairs, got on the intercom speaker, and I said, uh, we had two guys attacked by such and such fraternity, snowball. Uh, all those that wish to uh, react revenge, meet me in the lobby. <laughs> oh, Lord, man, even baseball players came out. Ah. Caldwell Brothers, them, everybody, Freddie Mitchell, then we marched down there making snowball, and we literally went too far. <laughs> I mean, next day, you get a call from Claiborne, and I'm there, Freddie's there. But as a leader, I mean, those kids, they all got caught up in that one for all, all for one. Yeah. Sounds like yeah. corny. But that's how it was then. You didn't have, or you could go TV and do all this other stuff. We're no PlayStation 5. We had, like, little other games, but we hung out, and we passed Skelly, which is 7-on-7. Seven seven. Sure. We hung out with the quarterback. And so being a defensive um linebacker, defensive quarterback, you always had a head chest match with the quarterback. That's how me and Freddie got so close. And I appreciate everything he's done. I mean, uh, you don't have friends that remember what you did and think you're a credit to where you ought to be recognized. Well, you uh, ought to be in the UK Hall of Fame, and uh, I'm right there with Freddie on that. Uh, I know you don't obsess about that. It would be nice, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I recently got. In, uh, I'm getting inducted into the African American Hall of Fame on the 23rd of September, right. and, and when they called and told me that, the emotions I felt it was like, I mean, my stomach and my heart dropped. It, I couldn't speak. She and she basically knew what I was talking, feeling, but she said, "Take your time. I know it's a thing, <laughs> but that's what you get." Yeah. Oh man, to go into UK with the uh, that how coming up. It's a precursor to what better things are coming. I think we're in a time where people look back and try to recognize people and give them that flyers while they're still alive. I mean, I am fifth over all time in the Southeastern Conference all time in tackles, too. So it stands up over time. I've got one record at Henry Clay, and that's the hurdles. My big butt running hurdles back then. What? And I, Yes, I still have that. I didn't know that. One ten high hurdles, fourteen point one second in uh, seconds in the meters, and I think I did a Tennessee Classic, so it's a legit wow. accurate track time. But uh, yeah, all that comes to fruition when you look back on. It, I said, man, I was pretty good, <laughs> but you don't think about. And, well, and I, I don't because I try to stay humble. Uh, yeah, but look, man, I, I you you were recruited. Feet. You were recruited hard by Florida, by Notre Dame. By really, you could have gone anywhere. Tennessee, I know you were close. 
Uh, but why did it come back to Kentucky? Well, actually, I committed to Tennessee verbally. Uh, caught hell on the way back, but uh, through a phone. I think I was at Notre Dame when that happened. And uh, I just got tired of the recruiting thing. Everybody's pulling at you. And mentally, oh, that's a frustrating thing. But uh, Taylor that used to uh, was here. Uh, God, I can't remember his name. His first name is Janet. That's something when you, I remember your sister. Taylor played for Duke. Yeah. Vince, Vince, yeah. Yes, Vince sent me down. And sister was Janet. Yes. Yeah. Uh, told me to do my pros and cons. Huh. And uh, my mom was dying of cancer at the time. But coming back on that plane and looking at uh, the lights over Lexington and stuff, that feeling you get. You ever walk somewhere or you bought a house and said, this is it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I trust my instincts. I call praying to my ancestors. I follow that gut feeling sometimes. And it felt, I mean, I had problems over it, but to look back on it, I wouldn't have went nowhere else. Yeah, yeah. And and you're home. Uh, yeah. And, and, and you had a great career. Uh, and and you, you chose, uh, once football was over for you, drafted by the Bengals, uh, I don't know uh, how much of a shot you had with with the with the Bengals in the NFL, but eventually you got into law enforcement. Was that something you'd always wanted to do, Kentucky State Police? No, that was my brother, Phillips. You know, he got into it. And actually, I was uh, uh, talking to him, and he said he needed a ride down to take the test for the state police. Yeah, and I said, "Well, hell, if I'm going to be down there waiting on you, I might as well take it again." Really. Yes, and that's how that came back because they grade you as soon as you come out. <laughs> and I turned my thing in, and he said, "Oh, oh, Lord, Chris, you ain't the football. So, come here." And they took me in the back and talked to him. Said, "Yeah, we want you." Uh. And then they actually tried to get me to recruit other people. Sure, yeah. And uh, the best thing you could have is athletes. And I'm doing that. Every athlete at UK was friend. I mean, I grew up with Davender, uh, Kenny Walker. Uh, Sean, uh, it, it, it was just, uh, we all talked. Even if you made it pro, you didn't. Everybody came back to Lexington. And back then, uh, it was more community. You end up at Douglas Park and stuff. It went out as crazy what's going on now. Yeah. Were and, you able to yeah. successfully recruit anybody to the KSP? Uh, we had Courtney Longacre. Oh, that's uh, who right. Played yeah. center for us. Yeah. We're in the same class. I mean, walking in class and seeing him was, was unbelievable. Yeah. And later on, we had, uh, Dern, you remember the boxer, Darren Van uh, Horn? Darren Van Horn, yeah. He was a stripper yes, for a while. I talked to him about it. Uh, he was, he, he, he got into it and left to work for his dad. Right. But, uh, and some other guys. I've even t I talked to Sean Woods about it, but he was out there with this basketball. <laughs> it was a number of people, uh, and they said, how the world did they give you a gun, Shanaw? I said, it's called <laughs> maturity. And when you're a state policeman, you're out there by yourself. You need the size. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you really do. Oh, yeah. And I know because obviously a member of my family is a state trooper, as you know. Um, yeah. But he got through, and it is a very, as you know, difficult process. I'm not sure when you were there, but right now it's like 23 weeks if you go through the whole yes. program. And he told me... What helped him get through it was football because, you know, he said the way coaches treat you in camp and things like that, it's a mind game, you know, more than the physical stuff. I mean, you guys have been through a lot of the physical training, but mentally sports helps you get through things like that. Was that the case for you? 
Most definitely. I mean, when you're in there and you got a, a coach or Jake Bell yelling at you or going to the Bengals telling the coach the best thing about you, trip down your mama's leg, you get oh. tough real quick. Yeah, sometimes you want to jump for I remember many times listening to Coach Stride thinking, ooh, I would love to just strangle him right now. <laughs> but uh, the, the thing about it is that made you mentally tough. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I remember coming from uh, some uh, games and stuff, being in the locker room, and actually crying because of the way I performed and we couldn't get a win. It, it was so close sometimes in the fourth quarter. That, I mean, the, to get so close and then lose it. Yeah. Get close to a bowl game. I mean, we played records. We had them. Fourth down, uh, third down, we got him. Somebody hits Carwell Gardner. He replies yeah. and hits him. Yeah, yeah, we fought in the, Me and Carwell almost fought in the bus. We had to be separated. I remember. You want it so bad. I got frustrated against Vanderbilt when they came in and threw 500 yards on us. I mean, I got we were ill prepared for certain things, especially in that wide tackle six when you had a short passing game. If you had a good quarterback, you could do some stuff then. Yeah. But uh, overall, the mental thing and being in the state police was, was a, a blessing. I mean, I didn't breeze through it because I don't like running five miles every morning. <laughs> but as far as someone in my ear and yelling at me, uh, no, that does not bother me. No. I remember the first time I was in the thing, we had an inspection. You ever get out of the shower and get those shower sweats? You're nervous. You're lined up. At, you're not even at parade rest. And coach, I mean, uh, damn, I called him coach. Sergeant yeah. Hall came down there. Imagine full metal jacket, that guy. <laughs> uh, thing. Yeah, him. John Hall. John Hall, that name would always. If I hear someone say, hey, Mr. Hall, I turn around and I, I, I still get a little tingling on the back of my head. He had me pinned up against that wall. He said, I thought I was getting me a professional football player. And what I get, 270 pounds of jello. <laughs> and yeah, that's what he said in front of me. I wasn't jello. I was, I was thick then, but know. you know, yeah. they got me in shape quicker than I could. And he caught me one day, uh, looking in the mirror, and he stopped and said, it feels good. He, I said, yes, sir, to get back in shape. He said, don't let it go because it's easy. <laughs> and like you said, I've been up in that roller coaster so many times, and I can finally say in my life, I'm doing good as far as my health and everything. Good, good. Well, I do appreciate your service, but I also appreciated uh, watching you play. And I always appreciate talking to you in the parking lot after games and, and getting the straight scoop from you. But uh, I do appreciate your time as well. We'll do this again soon. How about that? I love it, and I can't wait for the football season. I think we're going to have a good shot of uh, impressing people. But as long as we keep going to the bowl games uh, and improving every year and recruiting, I think we're going to be all right. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Christian Alt, number two all-time tackler in the history of Kentucky football. And as he says, top five in all-time tackles in the SEC. He's got to be in the U.K. Hall of Fame. Uh, if you're out there listening and you're on the committee, take a good hard look at his numbers. And they pretty much explain themselves. Up next, we'll chat with Jeff Pecoro. We'll talk more Kentucky football and baseball and basketball. Here in the Big Moon Insider, 630 WLAP. The internet can be an all-you-can-eat buffet for identity thieves. Ugh, so full. Too many maiden names. And social security numbers. Where'd you find those? By the password bar. Can't miss them. 
LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you could miss by monitoring your credit and bank statements. If your identity is stolen, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft, but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year with promo code NEWS. Go to LifeLock.com. If you're hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Now try ZipRecruiter free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. Got bugs in your house? Call IPM. This is Matt Schaefer with IPM Pest and Termite. For over 20 years, IPM Pest and Termite has been servicing homes and businesses. Ants, spiders, crickets, termites, moles, and mosquito services. Mention this ad and receive a discount on your pest maintenance service. You can always find out more by going to myipm.com. Call us at 271-8852. Keeping a close eye on a weakening cold front, which could spark showers and storms on your Wednesday. How are you, friends? I hope you and the family are safe and well. In addition to tracking those showers and storms, I'm tracking a wild wind for Wednesday. Some wind gusts up to 30 miles per hour. For tonight, partly cloudy and breezy. Overnight lows in the upper 50s. For your Wednesday, a mix of sun and clouds, breezy with isolated showers and storms. Daytime highs around 80. In the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jason Lindsay. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the Bank of the Bluegrass and Trust Studios. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. You know how good you feel and how sharp you look when you get a haircut or wear some new clothes? Well, you can do the same thing for your house. Thanks to Serta Pro Painters. Ryan Lemon here. Not only do I endorse Serta Pro Painters, but I've also used them on my own home. They're great, very professional, easy to work with, and here's the best part: they save me a lot of money. Schedules fill up fast, so now's the time time to plan for your project for your home or your business. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. So go schedule your free estimate now at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. For the health and safety of everyone, people are staying in their homes now more than ever before. It's also important that the air inside our home is as clean and pure as possible. The professionals at Atmosphere Air Quality are here for you. Whether it's duct cleaning to combat allergies, AC coil cleaning, even carpet cleaning, and deodorizing, residential or commercial, call them today to set up a free video inspection of your air ducts 388-4424 388-4424 atmosphere air quality the experts Shamrock Bar and Grill on Pageant Drive has always been your home for good food, great times, cold beer, and the biggest games on TV. But did you know you can bring that world-famous Shamrock atmosphere to your home? Shamrock's is now delivering food, growlers, and six-packs to your door. Find our full menu at shamrocksky.com or call our Pageant Drive location at 269-7621. Call them up tonight for delivery. You can also have Shamrock's food delivered by Uber. You're listening to Big Blue Insider with Dick Gabriel on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Joining us on our celebrity hotline now is uh, my buddy and uh, my teammate from the UK Sports Network and the Sports Director, Channel 36, Jeff Picoro. 
back from Baton Rouge and you drove, you and a videographer drove the whole way. How long? Yeah, wasn't too bad. It was really? about 11, 11 and a half hours. Well, it wasn't bad. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I got to thinking about that. Uh, first time you've ever been down there to cover baseball, but uh, I frankly forgot to check the uh, the facts book. Did you play down there? Sure did. Danced on the eye of the tiger when we beat them. My yeah, senior year. that's what I thought. Yeah, and that was your best team. And yep, nine and three. <laughs> was it a night game or had it been moved a day? Oh no, that was yeah, that was a uh, uh, a night game, and we actually got to spend two nights there, Friday and Saturday night. So. What was that like for you as a player? I've covered one, I think, Kentucky win down there. And quite frankly, LSU wasn't. It was during the mummy era. LSU was struggling a bit. It wasn't a full house. It wasn't the typical Death Valley crowd. What was it like when you played down there? Uh, it was it was pretty raucous and stuff. Uh, the, the I remember our defense played a really good game. Um, I think... I'm not mistaken. I think Carrie Bear may have gotten an interception in the game. Um, man, that was a long time ago, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't forget the, the, that yeah, kind you don't of forget uh, the win. That, that's the cool, the cool part is you don't forget the, the celebrations. Yeah, uh, you know, you don't forget the fun. You don't forget getting there and and walking out and the people just you know calling you every name in the book and. Uh, and then as you win, they get quieter, and then they kind of just get upset. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I, you, I've always told you about, you know, winning in Knoxville and, you know, what that's like. But LSU, that's a pretty special place to go in there and win. That's that's a tough, tough place to win, man. No, I looked it up. It was 1983. You guys went in there and you won 21 to 13. 13, yeah. And, yeah. You, and you, ruined their, uh, you ruined the party, didn't you? Yes, we did. <laughs> um, I just got off the line, and we heard uh, my interview with uh, with Christian Alt, uh -huh. and uh, I don't think you guys overlapped. You know Chris, obviously. Yeah, no, we overlapped. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, uh, you gotta you gotta agree. This guy belongs in the UK Hall of Fame, and I, I'm sure his name has come up. But number two all time in tackles. What do you remember about him? Well, you know, it, it's funny because. He played with another guy, and you there, there's two linebackers that when we all talk about, uh, you know, Grimsley and Schroeders and Kovaches and all the great linebackers. I don't want to leave anybody out, so I'm right. going to stop saying this. All the great linebackers just played. You, no one ever says Christian Alt and, and um, 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 oh, my goodness, his, his name just went right out of my – well, there was oh, Jeff Kramer. Jeff Kramer. That's yeah. what I was say. No one says Kramer and Chenault. And those two guys made every tackle for two years, <laughs> it seemed like. Larry uh, Larry Smith was right there with yeah. him. Uh, I mean, those three guys were tremendous uh, for, for you know, the, the – the, I know for two years especially, they, they were just phenomenal. But uh, Chenault, yeah, I mean, you know, when Chris got there, when he, Henry Clay High School. Yeah, yeah. And um, – you know, I, another local guy, and everybody was, you know, everybody had talked at the time about uh, Mark Logan and Dermani Dawson and Cornell Burbage, of course, that came over from Bryan Station, and they kind of got a lot of the publicity because it was this great offensive trio, you know, that was coming over. But, uh, I, you know, if and, and for all intents and purposes, other than Dermani, obviously, being a Hall of Famer, and, you know, you look at Logan had a really nice, a really nice career. Burbage made the NFL as well. Yeah. 
Chenault may have overshadowed all of them in in college. Oh yeah, and the, you know the the Brian Station guys, like you said, all went to the NFL, yep. and I do wonder if maybe that's why Chris doesn't get more attention, more more plaudits because you know in the NFL it kind of keeps your college career alive in the backs of people's minds you're like yeah that guy played at kentucky what did they do at kentucky etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. and chris had a cup of coffee with the Bengals, as you know before he went into law enforcement uh and we didn't get into it but he you know he was injured on the job and then had to take full disability retirement he still works in security but you talk to i think this generation the current generation kentucky fans and they're not quite sure who that is they know marty moore uh, they even yeah. know Jim Kovach because Jim's honored every now and then. Yeah, they need yeah. to know Christian Alt, don't they? Yeah, I, I you know, it's almost it's very similar to what we just saw in basketball. That you're sitting here going, okay, wait a minute, this guy averaged how many points and how many rebounds a game, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and you're like, Jim, how are you not? And he was like, dude, I don't know, but they've never. And even you're talking about Jim somebody, Andrews. Yeah, Jim Andrews. It, when someone when someone brought it to Mitch's attention a few years ago that uh, yeah, Jim isn't in the Hall of Fame. Yes, he is. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, the guy averaged a double double. Uh, all right. Well, let me draw you back. I hate to do this to you, but uh, let me draw you back to Baton Rouge. I will ask you about the restaurant you you uh, stopped at. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jeff and I have some adventures on the road when it comes to finding places to eat, but. Um, a blowout in game one and then a really good effort in game two. Not unlike the series they played back in April. But, man, the LSU is hitting its stride. They're just really powerful, aren't they? You know what's the amazing thing? I, you know, I, I've known Tom Hart for a long, long time yeah. because both of us worked in Major League Baseball before we started doing SEC stuff. And um, so Tom and I were sitting there talking. And he goes, you know, people aren't even given Kentucky. And then this was before the second game. Yeah. And he said, look at this team. They have three pretty much sure first-round draft picks, right? LSU. Paul Skeens, yeah, LSU's got uh, Paul Skeens, who was throwing two miles an hour, but his secondary stuff, and that's what's going to get him in, yeah. in, in the majors and why he's going to be uh, maybe the first player drafted is his secondary stuff, which he was just ridiculous the other night. Slider, change-up, curveball was fantastic, and he was throwing 102. Uh, and then – of course, you got Dylan Cruz, the center fielder, who is just a really, really good player. Um, I mean, he could do it all uh, offensively. He's got just a great bat. He has a short swing, real good bat control. He'd go opposite field. Uh, he's just a really, really good player. Uh, he's going to be a first-round draft pick. And then the third baseman, too, is uh, he reminds me a lot of the, um, Justin Turner uh, from the Dodgers, a little bit stockier guy down there at third base. He's got a really good arm. Um and then, I mean, so that's their three first-round guys. The shortstop was fantastic. I mean, he made a play in the hole that you're like, come on. Uh, it was Ozzie Smith. He was probably four steps in the yeah. outfield, made a backhanded play, jumped in the air, threw it across the diamond, and, and makes the you know gets the runner by half a step. But um, in, in what Tom was saying is, Kentucky's got one guy that was what a second team or third team All SEC. Yeah. And they have three first-round draft picks. <laughs> you know, it's not fair. And yet, in that game, in game two, I really think it was missed opportunities, especially in the first inning. Oh, they had man. to get on the road. So you got two guys on with only one out, 
and you only get the one run. You know, they got three solo home runs. None of them could have been, you know, <laughs> you just couldn't put a crooked number up against yeah. this team. Yeah. They're just so good at, at, you know, and that's what makes a great pitcher. I'll never forget Bronson Oriole told me once, because I don't care about giving up solo home runs. I'm not going to get beat by giving up solo home runs. Because, you know, a major league pitcher is going to give up one or two tops in a right. game. Um, but it's, 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 you know, it's it's not letting the damage. You know, it's not putting that crooked number, a yeah. two or three or four or five up on the board. Yeah, and that's what LSU is so good at. And Kentucky just had some missed opportunities early. I thought they could have put the game away in the first inning. Um, you know, with, well, at the very uh, least, they could have put pressure on them. I don't know if you yeah, can put LSU away. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, there's no question. And uh, you know, I was splitting time listening to Darren and and to to Hart and uh, whoever worked the game with him. I can't even remember who it was. Um, ben that's right, Ben McDonald, who I really like. Um, yeah. And they were speculating on who comes in. They were like, you know, there's already action in the bullpen, and where do you go from here? And uh, so, yeah, and guys like that, you know, you let them settle down, and the next thing you know, there's more confidence. They're getting their pitches right. over, and then the next Dick, thing here's you know. Here's the problem. Here, here's to me is the only problem with LSU, and it's kind of like the great team that Mississippi State had that my buddy Jeff Brantley pitched yeah. on. Remember, they had Clark and they had Paul. Oh, yeah. They had four guys who were all-stars in Major League Baseball. Bobby Thigpen, uh, Rafael Palmero, Jack Clark, Jeff. Jeff won 18 games his senior year. And the problem was their number two pitcher got hurt against the Texas Longhorns. And it was Jeff and me and you, you know, yeah. as pitchers. That, to me, when you get into a series, a best-of-three is going to be tough for them because Skeens is only going to be able to pitch one game. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's what – their offense is great, but if they go up against – you know, you look at the kid from Stanford the other night. I mean, he threw, threw 100, what, 156 pitches yeah. in a complete game. Yeah. Um, but that is their – to me is their only – you want to call it the chink in the armor is the fact that, you know, who is that number two guy? Who can they rely on to get a win? And that, that's that's the only thing to me. Before we get to the break, uh, you went to Mike Anderson's, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and what do we have? Um, we had the, I don't know, Admiral's Platter. Or again? Something. You went for that oh, again? Come on. I, I, come on. I had, but this time I, I, I washed my weight and got it grilled instead of oh, fried. Okay, good. All right. And, and how much, how deeply did you get into it? You didn't finish it. Completely gone. Oh, my goodness. You're kidding. I finished it yes good for you yes. well but at least yep. like you said grilled so you got some good yep. protein yeah. some good omegas good i All had right. drum let's see there was a big fillet of drum on there there was All six right. shrimp there was stuffed shrimp stuffed crab um gosh everything 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 from the ocean yeah oysters fried oysters uh, well, of course oysters. you always go Out for the, the oysters all right we'll Out take a break come back and shift over to horse racing in just a minute here on the big blue insider 630 wlap this September, our iHeartRadio Music Festival is coming back to Las Vegas. September 22nd and 23rd at T-Mobile Arena. Streaming live only on Hulu. Tickets go on sale Friday, June 16th at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. But starting tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern, Capital One cardholders can score tickets and other awesome experiences before anyone else for 48 hours only or while pre-sale tickets last. Visit iHeartRadio.com slash Capital One for more pre-sale details. What's in your wallet? Why do you change your car's air filter? Because when it's clogged, it doesn't work. 
The same is true of your nose, the body's air filter. It's great at trapping allergens, dust, and viruses, but unless you clean it regularly, they can stay trapped, making you miserable. I'm Martin Hoke, inventor of Navage, the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navage pulls saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out the other nostril, helping to flush out allergens, mucus, and germs. Here's a testimonial from a verified purchaser and a big Navage fan. Quote, I've been suffering for 30 years with chronic sinus infections and allergies. I stumbled across Navage. The suction is amazing. It cleared my sinus cavities better than anything I've tried before. Unquote. Navage has over 120,000 reviews with a 4.6 star average written by people who use Navage to breathe better, snore less, and feel healthier. Wash your body's air filter with Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, and Target. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E, clean nose, healthy life. Hey guys, game's on! Whether you're cheering on the Wildcats from the stands or from your den... Go Cats! Dude, you spilled the nachos. Kentucky Utilities is there with you, delivering safe and reliable energy you can count on. But power isn't the only thing we provide. With KU, you can take advantage of convenient, time-saving services like our online outage map, paperless billing, and auto pay. So while the Cats' energies go to serving up wins... At KU, our energies go to serving you. Have you been dreaming of upgrading your home environment? Maybe a larger TV? A sound system so real you feel you're at the game? Music that plays throughout every room in your house, including the patio? Lighting you control with the touch of a button? This is Barney Miller, and our team of technology experts customizes technology solutions for Kentucky homeowners. Stop by our showroom downtown or visit BarneyMillers.com for more inspiration. At Barney Millers, if you can dream it, we can design it. When is the last time you took a good look at your house? Actually walked all the way around and looked at the exterior. Mold, dust, weather can drastically change the way your home looks and cause damage. Hydrosphere Services is the first and only call you need to make. Hydrosphere Services are the experts in pressure and power washing, plus they are certified, insured, and trained to give you the best-in-class cleaning services. If you are a home or a business owner, make the call now to Hydrosphere Services, 219-2200. That's 219-2200, or visit hydrospheresservices.com. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Welcome back. We're talking with Jeff Pecoro of the UK Sports Network and uh, Channel 36 here in town, uh, WTVQ. Jeff, they're talking now about moving to Belmont because they're going to renovate Belmont Park, maybe having it in Saratoga. Looks like it's inevitable. People are getting upset already about that. Uh, and I was talking to Tom Leach earlier on the show, um, and you and I have talked horse racing a lot. And I know you're a traditionalist, but you know you have worked in horse racing for so long. Uh, and then you, you know so many trainers. You and Kenny McPeak are our best friends. But I've done a 180 on the calendar when it comes to the Triple Crown because, just in short, it's what's best for the horse, what's best for the breed today. It's not the same. The breed is not the same for whatever reason, purse structure, medications, whatever. But there have been so many generations of horse turnover that they just don't make them the way they used to, Jeff. And I think the best thing for the horse, which is what we all want, is to space out, at the very least, space out the Triple Crown. Now, I know you're a traditionalist, and your brother's a vet, but where are you on this? You know, it's 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 interesting because I feel like, you know, you're going to screw with tradition and it's not the same. It will be a little easier for a horse to win the Triple Crown when you space it out. That's all true. But, and, and I think this is something that Mike Rapoli kind of brought up as well. The, the owner of Forte is 
um, we need to get more stallions and we need to spread spread the wealth, so to speak, because you're right. There, there's been so much inbreeding. I mean, when, when we, you and I, started out in the business, everybody wanted a Northern Dancer, then they had uh, Nijinsky, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Then they, and then it turned to Aladar and, uh, you know, and Secretariat and Affirm. And it was it, Seattle Slough. In Seattle Slough. Yeah, yeah, just keep going down the line. And and you breed them over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Now you get brothers and sisters and half brothers and half sisters. Yeah, and it's true. It's a, it's affected it's affected the, down the line, I think. And, um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I mean, you you look at some of the horses, and it's amazing. You see one that can run 16, 18, 20 times, and then you see others that are race maybe not even at two, and then race three or four times, you know, two times before the Derby, three times before the Derby. Yeah, because the purses and, are huge. Yeah, and and it's space. And I I do look. I do like the rules that Hiss is trying to put in. Uh, um. I'm not a huge Hissa fan, but I do like the rules of, you know, you can only race so many times. What is it? Four times in yeah. eight weeks. And if your horse is a bad, a bad runner and he finishes out of the yeah. money by 12 lengths or whatever it is. And um, I, I think that's all beneficial to the horse. But to me, it gets back to if, if we're talking about safety of the horse, and, and I know this is going against a lot of what people want, but the best, the safest surface there is, is the scent synthetic that's right. surface that's right there's no doubt about it yeah. but it's the horsemen are so you know ingrained and i'm talking about the trainers and, and owners and, and yeah, we gotta run on the dirt and it's so much safer on the on the synthetic surface and if we could just change the minds of them for that i think that would help a lot but yeah the well, facing a- thing is I, i'm i'm still stuck on that because you know, Secretariat justified American Fair on citation and, you know, go down the line. And now are you going, if you spread it out, anybody can, you know, any good three-year-old can have three good days, you know? Uh, yeah, but I think, you know, you've still got to beat all comers on, on three different tracks, you know. I think if you spread it out, Dick, you're going to get a full field in the Preakness and That's a full right. field in the Belmont. Well, yeah, it exactly. Be, it won't be five that raced against Secretariat. That's right. You know? That's why, well, yeah, but that was Secretariat. But on the other hand, um, you know, it just looks so bad when Mage raced against zero contenders from the Derby yeah. in the yeah. Preakness. So, um, yeah. you know, and I think we're heading in that direction yeah. because, like I said, the purses are so big, you don't need to run them back immediately. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we'll we'll talk more about that, I know, as the summer goes on. But uh, I would like to pick your brother's, your brother's brain a little bit on this uh, as well. But, uh yeah, it's 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 something that it changes have to happen, or else this sport's going to die. Yeah, well, I, you know, look, the the Derby's always going to be the first Saturday in May. That's right. not going right. to change. But then do you make then do you make the Preakness the first Saturday in June? I and would Belmont the first Saturday in July. Yes, yes. Hey, you know what else do you have going on the Fourth of July in terms of sporting events to watch? But a hot dog eating contest, right? Yeah. You, you know, that's amazing. You just brought that up because now that Kentucky's out of it, now, you know, obviously I have to worry about doing three sportscasts tonight. But now it's, okay, I'm going to go do this this uh, this camp. You yeah. know, <laughs> these yeah. guys are at and You know, what else? Because now basketball's over with last recruiting. night. Recruiting. You know, so, that's all you have yeah. is recruiting. And, and I hate doing the recruiting. I know. You know, Kentucky had a 10-year-old kid. 10. 
10-year-old kid came in the other day. <sighs> Was That's, he 6'5 or something? He is the next big thing. It's okay. all over Twitter. Okay. He, he was going from Kentucky to Ohio State. Um, I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, in there, there, look at basketball. They're reclassifying kids, um, you know, guys that are, you know, in, in ninth and 10th grade or are already being, you know, shopped around by their parents and their handlers and stuff. It's just gotten... Yeah. It's just gotten crazy with with NIL. It's just everybody sees this huge pot of gold. Well, you need to tune in to see what Jeff has every night, and uh, of course, <laughs> uh, you and I will be doing football with Tom Leach before long. Thank you, sir. Uh, glad you made it back safely. Hi, bud. Thank you. And in fact, that win in 1983 was one of six for Kentucky after going winless the year before, which meant the Wildcats set a record at that time for the biggest turnaround in the history of Division I college football. They got to a bowl game, didn't win it, but got six wins that year. Amazing. My thanks to Jeff Acoro, to Christian Alta, and Tom Leach. That's it. Good night from the garage in Lexington. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser.